Okay. Um, <coughs> my subject today is the blood of Jesus. It may be uh, seem a bit of a strange subject. I don't know. Uh, but I'll, I'll introduce it with a story I read, which is quite an unusual story. And uh, it was uh, three young students in the USA who were believers. And they were living in some cheap accommodation they were sharing together. And they went to the same university. And one day they came home from university and they discovered all the doors and all the windows are open. All the lights are switched on. The radio is on, the television is on, the cooker is on, everything is on. Television is on. So they turned everything off, closed things and thought, this is strange. The next day when they came back from university, it was the same. And they were really starting to wonder what's going on. Then the third day they came back from university and again it was the same. So even though they were young students, they were getting concerned that what is going on here. And during the night, a couple of them heard all kinds of banging and crashing noises and they could hear doors opening and closing. And the third one, he saw or felt something dark come into his room, which had the presence of death. And he called on the name of Jesus, and this dark thing ran out. And the others heard the running and the door banging, and that was it. So when they got together after that, one of them, he phoned his mother. So 20-year-olds, even when they're in trouble, they phone their mother, you see. <laughs> and his, his mother got delayed. And she said, your protection is the blood of Jesus. And she said, in the morning, go to the nearest shop, buy yourself some oil. If you don't have some, get some oil. And symbolically, to represent the blood of Jesus, just put some on the doors and windows of your house. Now we know that spirits don't need doors and windows, it's symbolic. And in prayer they did that. They put the oil on the doors and the windows as if it were the blood of Jesus. And nothing ever disturbed them again. 
So it's just an interesting story, just an example of what happens. It's true. And uh, another thing I, I read was that a lot of churches these days are removing references to the blood of Jesus from their hymn sheets that they put on their projectors or computers or whatever. Because they say they're concerned that it might confuse people or disturb people if they mention blood. So I can understand that to some extent. My father always wanted me to be a doctor. I, I cannot even stand the sight of a needle. And when they put, you know, uh, one of these medical programs on the TV, I have to leave the room. So, so from a natural human point of view, the, the idea of you know blood and so on, I find quite disturbing, to be honest. <laughs> but for us as believers, for believers and non-believers, in fact, it is essential to understand the meaning of the blood of Jesus. And you know, the Bible says that blood speaks. In Genesis chapter 4, Cain kills his brother Abel. And God says, what have you done? Listen. Your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. Blood, shed blood, speaks. Two million Armenians have been killed. Their blood speaks. I'm not talking about political things. I'm just talking about justice. And... But in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, the blood of Jesus speaks for better things than the blood of Abel. Mm. So, shed blood speaks. Now, many of you may have seen the film The Passion of the Christ. Passion of the Christ I'm one of those people who hasn't. Yes, And by now you probably realize why. <laughs> I absolutely refuse to see a film with lots of blood in them, okay? <laughs> so, but I understand it, it was an excellent film. And I think it's, it's good that people have had the opportunity to get some understanding of what Christ went through. And in fact, if we look at the story, we find that Jesus shed blood five times during that period of about one and a half days. 
The first time was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Well, he was praying and asking God if he really had to take this cup and go through this experience. And he was submitting himself to God's will. And while he was in prayer, he was a human and he, the stress level was building up. And under that stress level, it says that he sweat blood. You think what kind of blood pressure must have been going, how the heart must have been pumping when he was in that incredible stress and in prayer. That the fine blood vessels in the skin were, were breaking and, and it was coming out through the pores. This has been known to happen, for example, in the First World War. Where soldiers were about to be sent out into the middle of the battlefield and there was poison gas and all kinds of danger. And when they sweat blood, usually they didn't live for more than about half an hour after that. And that was the first place where Jesus shed blood. And we see what Jesus went through. He went through rejection and betrayal by his friends. And his followers, his nation, even Peter, in the end, the, the, the process he went through, his clothing was stripped off of him. He was just like a poor man. They put a crown of thorns on his head. And that was the second time he shed blood. And the thorns have a special significance. Because when man sinned, when Adam sinned and uh, sin came into the world, and the ground was cursed and it says that the ground would bring forth thorns. And the symbol of that curse was placed on Jesus' head. And he shed blood for that curse. And then he was beaten with whips. From that alone, many men died. Because it was so severe. And finally, he was taken to the cross and killed in one of the most horrible and cruel possible ways. So the whipping is the third shedding of blood and on the cross was the fourth shedding of blood. 
And as he was there on the cross, he took the sin of the world. And he was rejected by his own father in heaven. And what happened is at that point, he received what is called the cup. Some of you may know about this, that I've shared this. There was a pastor of a church who somewhat foolishly kept praying and asking God to reveal to him what was the cup. And first of all, God did not let him. But he kept begging and asking God, just let me get a glimpse, what was this cup? And one day, the Lord gave him a very small glimpse of what was involved in that cup. As a result, he was six months in a mental hospital. Because the shock was so severe to his mind to understand what this was, he only saw a little of. Because we have to understand that the physical things that happened to Christ were only part of the whole picture of what happened at Calvary. That was only the aspect that happened within our visible physical realm. But in the spiritual world, he took all the evil, all the bitterness, all the hurt. Uh, of the human race. From the beginning of history to the end of history. For every single person who will ever live. And who has ever lived? All their guilt. All their suffering. All their hatred. All their cruelty. All their pain. All their sickness. He took them all on himself. He took every problem, in fact, that you or I have ever experienced. Or sickness, or curse, or hurt. Every sin that any of us in this room have ever experienced or, or been involved in. And he took them all as that cup. And the Bible says that the sky went dark and the earth shook. And he shouted out, it is finished. The cup was emptied. And finally, at the end, to make sure that 
Emotional, physical. So what does the blood of Jesus represent? The most essential thing we know in Ephesians it says, in him we have redemption through his blood. We have forgiveness of sins. There is no other way to be forgiven of sins. It says in the Second Corinthians, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. So that we might become the righteousness of God. You know, Christianity is the only faith that says we don't have to work to please God. Christianity is the only faith that says God has already solved the problem and done it for us. You know, if it was possible to approach and get near to God with our own efforts, he would be an imperfect God. The reality is the difference between me and an ant. The difference between me and God is far more than that. He is so far above all. And there is no way, in any way possible, that we can approach God in His holiness. And it doesn't matter how many times we go to church, what kind of cross we use, or any of the rest of it, it does not help. But God, He came to us. 
բայց աստված ինքը մոտեցավ մեզ and so it is so vital to know that through him through his death on the cross we have forgiveness of sins որեմ շատ կարևոր է որ իմանանք իր մահով խաչի վրա ունենք մենք մեղքերի քավություն and it says that we became the righteousness of god որեմ այդ արյան պատճառով մենք եղանք աստու աշտարությունը it's not our righteousness it's his righteousness you know we have standards of of things being good or righteous մենք տարբեր մակարդակներ ունենք լավ բաներ կամ աշտար բաներ and we kind of invent a, a kind of like a ladder in our mind and hitler is on the bottom եւ մենք մեր մտքի մեջ մի ելարան ունենք որ այդ ելարանի վրա ասենք թե հիտլեր ամենացածի մասն է and stalin is down there as well stalin <laughs> el bavakan tsazerumne and you know other people are, are somewhere further up urishner aveli bartsren somewhere up there Mother Teresa is somewhere uh-huh. up you know high yes. up on the ladder. Mother Teresa aveli barts I'm somewhere in the middle. Yes, meshtegnerne. Some some days I'm up a step, some days down a step. Ora patahum ver mekani astijan vereve mertum, ora patam ver mekani astijan tsatsem gas. Ask my wife which ones. Gnorchitsis hartsek na dzes kasi. You see to us righteousness is relative. Urem menk tarber dzevi ashtarutyunner enk tesnum mer martkayin achkerov. But ultimate righteousness is God. բայց կատարյալ արթարությունը աստծո մականիշն է and there isn't anything on the other side of him եւ նրանից ավելի բարձր եւ ուրիշ չկա and we receive the righteousness of god եւ մենք ստացել ենք ընդունել ենք աստծո արթարությունը okay so one of the verses that we were going to ask sister lily to read was isaiah 53 yes մեր քույրը կարդալու է մեր համար հայրենով isaiah-ից And so we see in this verse two things. We see that he took the punishment for our sins and brought us peace with God the Father. And by his wounds we are healed. Not only did Jesus' death bring forgiveness and new life, but his wounds brought physical healing as well. Because sickness came into the world as a direct result of Adam's sin. But through Jesus, both sin and sickness are removed. թե մեղքը եւ թե հիվանդությունը վերցվում է This can be a difficult thing for some of us to understand. Ոմանց համար սա դժվար է հասկանալի եւ ընդունելը Because we tend to go by our own experiences. Որովհետեւ մենք միշտ մեր փորձառություններին ենք նայում. And we we talk about oh so and so had this sickness and that sickness and they died and 
Եվ լսում ենք կամ խոսում ենք տեսնում ենք այսին ճանձնավորություն, այս հիվանդություններ, մյուսը մյուս հիվանդություններ եւ վերջավորության մահացան։ And then with our own ideas and opinions we try to reinterpret what God's word says. Եվ մեր հասկացողության մեր գաղափարներով ուզում ենք որ բացատրենք եւ հասկանանք աստուխոսկի ինչը ասում։ But it's very clear here that it says that through his well, by his wounds we are healed. And it's possible to do a study right through the Bible and to see that salvation and healing are completely tied in together. One of my favorite verses is Psalm 103. And the second verse says praise the lord my soul and don't forget all his benefits mm. says for who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases i love the word all there is no sin that god cannot forgive and there's no disease or illness he cannot heal he did it through Christ at Calvary. The same God who forgives is the same God who heals. Now nobody is saying that we won't get sick. Because if you don't get sick, what do you need to be healed for? But in every situation, in every sickness, healing is available. It used to puzzle me a long time is why this verse says, by his wounds we are healed. Then I realized it's not in the past, it's not in the future. It's now, it's today. As I stand before you today, I can say, through his wounds, I am healed. And we can take that for ourselves every day. And sure, we will feel sick sometimes. In my family, we have probably had more sickness than many, many other people have had. <laughs> but I can say today that God has delivered us and healed us from all of them. Several times, we have, members of my close family have been at death's door and God has delivered them. And the fact that you can see Anno and Yvette here this evening is living proof of that. I was uh, with Yvette in the car parking at the Armenian Saturday School. This, is, this was yesterday, and we were just talking about some people we know who have been healed. And uh, we were talking about uh, an elderly gentleman called George that we know. And uh, 
And because of cancer, they said you've got three months left, maybe six months maximum. And he was brought before the church and prayed for. And I don't know, it's three or four years later, he's still there enjoying life. A young student, during the course of a year, the left side of her body gradually became paralyzed. So, after a year, the left side of her body had no movement or feeling at all. And they were unable to find any cause for it. And one year after this paralysis started, she was healed. And we saw her jumping around. You know, this, this is very real. It says in Galatians chapter 3, 13 says Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law becoming a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree he redeemed us in order that the blessings given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the spirit so we see man was created in God's blessing but through sin came under a curse. Jesus became the curse in our place so that there would be no more curse upon us. I said the crown of thorns is the symbol of the curse placed on his head. And as it says in the old Jewish laws, anyone who is hung, uh, executed by hanging on, on wood, is cursed. And it's important for us to realize that those who are in Christ are freed and released from every kind of curse. And we see in a practical level, people come under curses. And people talk about it as well. People say, oh, there's such bad luck in my family. I know here in the Armenian, I know people here in the Armenian community. If I told you their names, you would know who they are. Uh, 
ձևարձև բաներ նրանց կյանքի մեջ պատահում է and it's things like constant illness անդաթար հիվանդություն unexpected deaths անսպասելի մահեր constant financial problems or disasters նյութական դժվարություններ oppressions of the mind կամ հոգեկան ճնշումներ կային ճնշումներ constant depressions հոգեկան ճնշում տխտություն and these things we we see in people around us եւ սա ցանկ մենք տեսնում ենք մեր շրջապատի մեջ they can affect us as well դրա պատճառով մենք էլ կարող ենք ազդվենք because sometimes when something happens in life it can affect you եւ որովհետեւ եթե մի բան պատահում է մեր շրջապատին կյանքի մեջ դա մեզ էլ ազդում է if something happens to someone you love it can affect you եթե ձեր սիրածներից մեկի մեջ դժբախտություն է պատահում դրա արդյունքը ձեզ էլ է ազդում and these are all different manifestations practically of curse But Jesus Christ has delivered us from all this on the cross. Բայց Հիսուս Քրիստոսը խաչի վրա էր թալուց հետո մեզ համար ազատություն է պատրաստել դրանց բոլորից։ Because he became the curse in our place. Որովհետև ինքը եղավ անեցքը մեր տեղ։ And what he suffered in our place, we don't need to suffer again. Եվ այն ինչ որ մենք պետք է տարապենք, ինքը տարապեց խաչի վրա։ You know, I I see in in people's homes these little blue eye things. Ես տեսնում եմ որ տարբեր մարդկանցների մեջ այդ կապույտ աչկաուլունքը Those things are useless. Ոչ մի նրանք ուժ եւ կարևորություն չունեն։ They will not protect that home from anything at all. Որևից է մի ձևով այդ կապույտ աչկալուսանքի ինչի աչկաուլունքները չեն կարող որ տունը ապահովեն։ If anything they will attract more curse on the home. Ավելի կարող է որ անեցքի առիթ լինեն։ The blood of Jesus is our protection. Հիսուսի արյունն է մեր ապավինանքը։ And Jesus was stripped of everything. He was up there on the cross naked. Եվ Հիսուսին մեր խաչի վրա էին տարել։ Nothing left. Ոչ ինչ չէր մնացել համար։ Because through because of that we have no need to be poor or naked or unclothed or unhoused. Եվ դրա պատճառով պետք չկա որ մենք լինենք մերկ կամ աղկատ կամ զուրկ որևից է մի բանից։ Now there are is an extreme there are some people who say that all believers should be millionaires or something like that. Շատերը աստուխոս կծայրահեղություն են տալիս եւ ասում են որ ուրեմն ամեն հավատացիաները պետք է միլիոներներ լինեն։ I'm uh, really hoping that might be true. Հուսում են որ հուսունենք որ սա ճիշտ լինի բայց այսպես չի։ But what the Bible says is that God meets all our needs. Բայց ինչ է աստվածաշունչը մեզ սովորացնում որ աստված մեր ամեն կարիքները կհոգա He does not cater for our greed. մեր պահանջները չի տալիս, մեր կարիքներն է տալիս, մեր ագահությունները չի տալիս. It says in Psalm 23 verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I will not lack. Աստված է իմ հովիվը ես եւ ոչ մի բան պակաս չեմ ունենա. In Philippians chapter 4 it says, my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches. Աստված իր հարստության պատճառով ձեր ամեն կարիքները կգոհացնի։ And it doesn't say from his glorious riches. Չի ասում իր հարստությունից։ It says according to his glorious riches. Իր հարստության համեմատ։ It says in Psalm 34 verse 10. Սաղմոսը 34 10-րդ համարի մեջ այսպես է ասում։ The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack nothing. 
արյուսները գոց է թուլանան եւ սովացն են բայց նրանք որ աստու հետ են ոչ մի բան պակաս չեն ունենա It says later in the same psalm a righteous man may have many troubles But the Lord delivers him from them all բայց աստված իրենց իրեն կազատի բոլոր իր դժվարություններից Now I'll tell you a little confession about myself Up until about 3 or 4 years ago I used to suffer very badly with anxiety I would lie awake at night worrying about all kinds of things that were possibly going to happen As far as I know this started from my childhood I had been like that Եվ ինչքան որ ես հիշում եմ մանկությունից ես այսպես էի And even as a believer I was continuing in that thought habit Եվ չնայած որ հավատացել էի սովորություներ դարձել որ այդպես մտած էի And for example at night I'd hear the wind blowing And I was worrying that the roof of the house is going to come off. So I work in an American company. And every now and then they make some people redundant. And I was lying awake at night. worrying i was going to lose my job and then what would happen now i've been in the same company 17 years <laughs> but i came to a point where i realized that the enemy was playing with my mind and i should not let him Because even if the roof of the house blew off and I lost my job at the same time, God would still meet my needs. And after a few times I told the enemy that I was able to sleep. And so now I'm able to sleep with no problem at all. Եվ հիմա շատ հանգիս ձևով քնում եմ։ Except when Daniel wakes us up. Բայց այն ժամանակ որ Դանիելը սկսում է ձայն հանել, իհարկե քո նույնիսկ խանգարվում է։ Now all these things are what the blood of Jesus represents. Ամեն այս բաները աստու արյունը ներկայացնում է մեր համար, ներկայացուցիչն է։ We need to take these things in our lives. Շատ կարևոր է որ դրանք մենք ընդունենք մեր կյանքերի մեջ։ I was talking to a friend of mine who's a preacher. Ընկերոջս հետ խոսում եմ Նախարոզիչ է։ And uh, he said he was in Israel and God led him to share about the blood of Christ. And, and I said, oh, the people there must be able to receive that very easily because it's so closely tied into their Uh, history and, and, and faith. As, as we come towards the end of this message just look at a story from the old testament when um, the people of israel took the blood 
որը մի հիմա ես գալիս եմ իմ քարոզիս վերջնավորությանը եւ նախքան վերջացնելու ուզում եմ անդրադառնակ մի պատմության մասին 5 տակարանից որ իսրայելի ժողովուրդը ինչ է անում It's from Exodus chapter 12 Exodus 12-րդ համարից So this is the story of the Passover. That in each home they would sacrifice a lamb. And they would take some of the blood of that lamb and they would paint it on the sides and the top of the doors. And God said as I pass through the land of Egypt I will see that and I will protect those homes. Եվ աստված խոստացավ նրանց որ երբ որ ես Եգիպտոսի վրա այդ անցնեմ այդ արյունը որ տեսնեմ ձեզ կբողորմ եմ And death would come to the other homes in Egypt Մահակա Եգիպտոսի մյուս տների վրա բայց ոչ ձեր տների մեջ But where the blood was they would be protected բայց այնտեղ որ կար արյունը այդ տուները ապահով կլինեն Because God had provided a salvation for them Որովհետև աստված նրանց համար մի փրկություն էր որոշած and it says that the blood was a sign and this is the important thing to remember the blood is a sign so when you talk about the blood of jesus it's a sign which means all of the other things which i've just explained but these people had to take action they had to put that blood on the doors and in itself it was a sign of what would happen later on the cross and it was a sign that the lamb had died in their place and power of death had no more power over them 
And if we believe in these truths, we must take action and apply them. The door of the house is where we go in and out. No, it's where we go in and out. It's where we go through for all the daily affairs of our lives. And everything that we do, we have to bring it under the blood of Jesus. So in every situation of life, we can think about and apply the truth of the blood of Jesus. The answer for sin in our lives it's the blood of Jesus. If we do things wrong and we do do them wrong, we can go back to that blood. But we know also that through that blood we receive the righteousness of God. So we're no longer in bondage to those sins. Because we can live with the life of Christ. Are we in bondage to fears and phobias? Do we lose sleep over things that might happen to us? Or, or worry about what's happening to our children or our families? Are we suffering from sickness? The blood of Jesus is the answer for that. Are we in constant financial difficulties? Again, many times this can be because of enemy attack. Now it could be that we're irresponsible with the way we manage our money. And, and there are other ways of dealing with that. <laughs> but I've seen things where people who have acted very honorably and done the right thing, no reasons at all, their, their businesses just collapse one after the other. I know one man who's having to sue his own solicitor because of that. And this man is somebody who always used to look at lines on people's hands and say, oh, this is good luck and that's good luck. And every time we saw him, he was always talking about money and he was always talking about all the businesses he was buying and building. But his trust was in the wrong place. 
now he's lost everything members of his family several of them died through cancer his child had cancer fortunately she's well now and I can just see the hand of the enemy on this poor man's life I don't condemn him but I know that for him the blood of Jesus is the answer there's all kinds of things our daughter Yvette for a certain period of time was constantly having horrific nightmares you know we've always been very careful we wouldn't let her watch scary films and yet she was seeing things in her nightmare that I would be horrified to see and at that time we didn't understand how to combat it but when some friends of ours shared with us about the blood of Jesus and we prayed and we took the blood of Jesus for our home and in prayer we covered Yvette with the blood of Jesus these dreams stopped if we are concerned for our protection the blood of Jesus is the answer I'll share a, a couple of uh, stories to uh, close with uh, there was a pastor called Pastor Stevens who's from Tennessee in the USA mm-hmm. And he was traveling and speaking in Canada, which is a long way away from Tennessee. And the enemy started to worry him. Satan started to worry him about the safety of his family. His home was near some woods, and there were foxes in those woods. And the thought came into his mind that those foxes are going to get rabies and attack his family. So he called some friends together and said, let's pray. And in prayer, in their minds, they drew like a, a line of blood around the perimeter of that property. Couple of days later, he talked to his brother on the phone. And there had been an outbreak of rabies in foxes in that area. They had found five dead foxes around the perimeter of that home. And when they had uh, tested them, all five of them had rabies. 
of a scale of 6.6, which is very strong. There was one church where the, the, the members of that church lived right at the center of where this earthquake occurred. For some reason, the pastor of that church for three weeks had been teaching about the blood of Jesus. And the last time was on Sunday, the 16th of January. And they felt led that they should take the Lord's table together, take the bread and the cup. And for some reason, they felt that the members of the church should gather together in families and, and have the, the bread and wine together in family groups. And 4.30 in the morning there was a huge sound. And at the same time all of those believers who were in that church heard the voice of their pastor telling them about the blood of Jesus. It was as if somebody was playing a tape of it right there in their bedrooms. When they came out, they found that none of the homes of any of those believers had any serious damage at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was only like maybe a small crack in the wall here they're very 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 small they had been delivered through the blood of Jesus so I'd like to invite everybody this evening that whatever the need is in your life tonight or next week, whether it's a problem with sin, whether it is somebody, an enemy, giving you problems, if if it is a sickness, or or it's some kind of a curse, or or, or it's some kind of uh, mental anxiety, Bring it to the cross. Jesus took all of that 
already 2000 and something years ago. Արդեն 2000 տարի առաջ Հիսուսը դրանք բոլորը վերցրել է խաչի վրա։ He drank the whole cup until it was finished. Ինքը խմեց ամբողջ բաժակը մինչև որ վերջացավ։ And there is none of it left for you and for me. Ուրեմն մեր համար չի մնացել։ Let's come to Christ. Let's come to his blood. Որ եմ թող մոտենանք Քրիստոսին, մոտենանք Քրիստոսի արյանը։ Ամեն։